Hello again ladies and gentlemen, Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you chapter 24 of Radiance, my Fallout fanfiction. I do hope you've been enjoying the, the adventures of Runs and Seven and their band of crazy tales as they've been wandering the wastes of the Fallout universe. And I do hope that you'll continue to walk with me as we explore this crazy new world. And that obviously you'll like, subscribe and leave me feedback wherever you can, either by archiveofourown.org or fanfiction.net or even on my own website ghostnobody.com All's welcome and it's every little comment, you know, warms my heart a little bit, lets me know that I'm doing a good job and you're enjoying and also gives you a place to say what you'd like to see any ideas etc you want to shoot me, by all means So, without any further ado let's get on with the show shall we? Oh, and the usual legal disclaimer I don't own anything to do with Fallout I don't have anything to do with bugs and glitches. That's all Bethesda. I'm just a proud owner of all the crazy tales in the universe. They're all mine. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. Chapter 24. Road to Zion. Riss adjusted her position, turning herself onto her side and very gently pulling runs into the gap between herself and the wall. In her chest, her heart was doing backflips and her tongue was popping in and out of her mouth constantly. Twasting the sweet human pheromones pooling around her beautiful red dusk-skinned human male. She had waited her whole life for this moment, to find someone who wouldn't just look at her and not see a monster, but who would look at her and see a woman that they were not just attracted to, but whom they could love unconditionally. Finally, after all that pain and all that self-doubt and all the rage, the moment was finally upon her. Finally. She had herself a beautiful human. As she gazed at Runs, she simply couldn't get over what a beautiful prize she had won for herself. He was utterly gorgeous, as human males went, and as a distinct admirer of the human form that was, really saying something. He was slender, but indescribably well-toned. His frame had an incredibly beautiful sleekness to it. Plus she utterly adored how the red tinge to his skin simply helped to highlight the profile of his muscles, giving them beautiful definition that utterly begged for her fingers to explore each and every inch of them. She lifted her head and looked into his utterly handsome face. Relishing the defined square jaw, the high cheekbones, the perfect symmetry of his features that all aligned perfectly to make the face so incredibly aesthetically appealing to her eyes. His deep, rich, milky-brown eyes met hers, making her heart beat even faster as she saw the nervousness, but also saw the determination swimming about in them. This utterly beautiful man was determined to please her, to make her happy, a very first in her life. Never before she had anyone not only willing to put themselves out for her, but to make her their priority. To wish to make her happy, and to see her joyful. It was an incredible feeling, and one that she would fight to hold on to for the rest of her life, no matter how long or short that may be. Do, do you wish I used to begin? Runs whispered, and Riss nodded eagerly, taking his hand in hers and gently placing it on the side of her face, holding it there. The warmth of his skin soaked into her scales, and she seemed to flow through her like liquid flame travelling down her body to pool in one particular spot. 
She gently tasted his wrist with her tongue, relishing the salty but also sweet taste of his beautiful red skin. It was a taste that just seemed to explode and sparkle on her tongue, lighting up her senses. Oh, how she wished they could have had some delicious privacy together, because she would run her tongue over every single inch of this beautiful man. She would taste the whole truth of him, like she was writing a book of all the different flavours of him in her mind. But for now, she would just relish and revel in his beautiful touch. Ice has never done this before. Please tell I if Ice is too rough or is not doing right, he said softly and Riss's heart skipped a beat. He was just so incredibly adorable. Runs very gently began to run his hands down her body again. As his fingers combed very gently through her fur, raking gently against the flesh below it, tingles exploded from the area he was currently touching and shooting off ahead of it. It was along her belly down towards her aching loins. Runs shifted his position slightly and tickled his way down over her belly, making her hiss softly with pleasure as her flesh tingled and fizzed underneath his touch. Oh, how she could not wait for his hand to reach his destination. She had to fight to stop herself from grabbing his hand and yanking it down between her thighs and jamming it up against her already dripping and burning flesh. But soon enough those exquisite human fingers made it there all on their own. Riss opened her legs to allow Run's hand to slip right in between them unobstructed. She gasped a little louder than she meant to as his fingers glanced the outer edge of her swollen spade-shaped womanhood. Now Riss had seen the difference between herself and human females more than once. Humans had a simple slit made up of little fleshy lips that covered over their entrance, but hers were more like that of a canine, which thanks to her coyote DNA, so hers was kind of shaped like a spade from a deck of cards, and the same sort of colour too, a dark, rich, ebony colour. The woman was small enough to hide under her fur under her long tail, well, that was until she became aroused. Then it swelled up and filled with blood to form a big fleshy spade shape which seemed to fold in on itself like a fleshy triangle which hid all of a really sensitive part deep within those fleshy folds to protect them. But that didn't mean the outside itself wasn't sensitive as Runs discovered much to both of their delight. As his delightfully nimble fingers brushed the outside they jinked away as she shivered and hissed in delight. This time she did reach out and grab his hand quickly, placing it back upon herself. No, please, don't take it away. Please, my human, touch me, she hissed desperately. Runs looked up at her in surprise, but when he saw the look in her eyes, he smiled and nodded, very gently letting his hand move back up to cup her whole womanhood in his large palm and very gently squeezing it sending an explosion of tingles shooting right up through her whole body. He very gently began to use those delightful fingers of his to caress and rub the hot, swollen, canine feminine flesh all over the outside, which was making the inside hotter and slicker by the second as her arousal grew to epic proportions. As Run's fingers came into contact with the emanations, his fingers began to glide over the hot flesh, making her squirm in delight. 
Oh, how she could not wait to take his whole self within her, to truly become one with this handsome human male of hers. Please, runs, touch me within, she hissed softly in his ear, as she gently planted sucking little kisses on his neck and jaw to encourage him, and just because she adored the taste of him. He did exactly as he was asked, and she began to feel those incredible fingers tickling the inner edges of her folds, peeling back the flesh to get to her hidden treasures within. That's when she got the most delightful shock of her life. Run slipped a finger right up inside her. She didn't know if it was on purpose or just a delightfully happy accident, but one second his finger was squirming between those fleshy folds of hers, coating itself in her lubricants. The next it had vanished right up through her entrance and into a love canal fastle, faster than a startled snake into its burrow. The sudden intrusion caused Riz's body to instantly clamp down on the beautiful little human invader and grip it tightly, trying to use her powerful internal muscles to draw it in as deep as possible towards her core. To her sheer delight and incredible pleasure, the little human digit didn't try to flee from her, Instead, it seemed to begin to make itself at home, squirming around, exploring its new home, tickling and caressing her incredibly sensitive walls, sending starbursts of electric pleasure running right up through her, which made her grip his wrist in order to ensure that he wouldn't withdraw from her at all. Riss had slipped her free arm around runs, so she was now holding him against her. Now she moved her head down so she could kiss him, as his finger buried itself deep inside her, and she buried her tongue deep inside him, slipping it between his parted lips and winding it around his own tongue, pulling it into the deepest kiss of her life. As she did, she felt a second finger join the first, spreading her flesh a little further before the pair gently began to move back and forth, all while doing some kind of come-hither motion deep with inside her. The pleasure was indescribable. Riss had never felt anything like this in her life. It was just so much better than what she could do for herself. And this beautiful male had absolutely no experience pleasing a woman, let alone a night stalker. But it seemed that he was an absolute natural at both. Her hips had a mind of their own suddenly and began to counter-pump against his fingers, making sure they penetrated as deep as possible every single time. So when he began to thrust them deep into her, they got even deeper with her counterpumps. This also had the delightful side effect of changing the angle just enough so they could root it out a second hidden treasure from between her folds, and it began to scrape along the pads of his fingers. It was this that finally managed to tip Riss over the edge, the wriggling, writhing fingers touching all the hidden sweet spots she never knew she even had all buried deep within her, waiting for him to find. The constant motion and finally her clitoris being dragged along with hot, slick human flesh was just too much for one human-loving night school nor stalker girl to take. Riss had to shove her tongue, entire tongue down Run's throat to prevent herself from screaming and hissing the place down. But even that couldn't stop her tail from doing a fucking crazy dance right behind her, looking like a rattlesnake that sunk its fangs into a live electrical wire. Her whole body convulsed and twitched 
as she thrust her whole pelvis against him, trying to ensure that his delightful digits remained buried within their new home, as her inner walls did their very best to milk seed out of them, squeezing and straining to get even a single drop. In the back of her mind, a salacious little voice asked her to imagine what the result would be if this was his manhood within her and not his fingers. Right now she would have a womb full of hot, thick human seed sloshing about, bathing her eggs and trying desperately to fill her belly with his pups. This very thought alone nearly sent Riss into a second orgasm all on its own. When Riss relaxed and finally came down from the throes of passion, she opened her eyes and found Runs looking at her very hopefully. Was good for you? I did good? He asked softly, and she beamed at him, lighting up his whole face as she nodded. She eagerly leaned in close and nipped his ear gently. If you are this good with the only your fingers, I cannot wait to experience the rest of you, my beautiful human. She purred in his ear. Well, sis, it looks like it finally happened, Ven's voice said suddenly making everyone, including Riss and Runs, turn to look at him as he sat grinning with Gregory in his lap, stroking his fingers through his own human love's hair like he was petting an oversized cat. What happened? Visa asked, sounding confused. Someone out crazy-tailed you. From what Runs did to Riss over there, that made her tail spaz out like that, I think she's just stolen your mantle of Queen of the Crazy-Tails, Ren said before laughing his ass off as Visa snarled at him. Runs and Riss looked embarrassed for a moment, before their eyes met and the pair of them just dissolved into fits of giggles as well. That big claw boy really had a way with words sometimes. Rather than move on, the group decided to spend the night in the cave. Too many of their members, seven included, were a bit too beat to continue. But despite his claw girl's protests, he decided to pay back his inactivity by making dinner for everyone. And to everyone's delight and Vizia's obvious pride, it turned out to be a rather good cook. Runs entertained the group as they sat around their fire after both claws had gone out and come back with a load of huge logs to set up a kind of barricade for the cave entrance, which not only acted as a crude kind of camouflage, but also as a light break to help hide their cave from the outside. And it also prevented any kind of unwanted visitors from strolling into their midst in the middle of the night. He was telling them tales of the tribes of Zion, and Riss could hear the obvious pride in his voice whenever the story he was telling included his beloved lost twin sister. She could also hear the obvious sadness and loss in his voice as well, which caused her to tighten her grip around his shoulders, as well as that of her long tail which was now around his waist. She wanted him to know in no uncertain terms that he was once again protected and loved by someone and from now on she would be the one to carry his troubles and his heart for him just as she had promised to carry hers for her. Eventually everyone decided to get some sleep with Wisp rolling herself over to sit behind the barricade as she switched the Swentry bot into low power mode. This would also serve as a nasty surprise for anyone stupid enough to try and creep up on them. The other pairs spread out as best they could around the cave in order to have some semblance of comfort. There was pretty much wound up the same story in all three corners. 
non-human sleeping on top of on the floor and protesting human sleeping atop them in a death grip cuddle lest their precious human love be stolen away from them in the middle of the night by other unseen human loving non-humans that all of us seemed convinced lived in every single shadow or at least that's what their body language screamed to their loving humans anyway but Riss had a plan for tonight. She was not just going to sleep yes, just yet. Not until she had paid back the purest joy she had ever experienced in her life to the male she loved in full. And she had just the method to do it. Thanks to her little peep shows on both Ven and Visa, anyway. Once she was sure that all the others were fast asleep, she very, very gently moved runs off her and onto the blanket on his back for twisting herself onto her side again. Only this time she bunched up, greater to give herself better reach moving slightly atop him as she did. First she gently used her tongue to tickle the underside of his chin, making him snap awake. Before he could cry out his surprise and alarm, she planted her lips on his with a lightning cobra kiss, silencing him instantly. The muffled little whimper of surprised pleasure muting inside her mouth, but also filling her head. When they broke, he looked at her in utter confusion. She placed a finger to his lips to show him to be quiet, and he nodded, still obviously confused. Now she moved fully atop him, and gently began to plant slow, soft kisses down his throat and his chest, making him murr softly. She ran her hands and lips down his chest and over his belly, relishing every single inch that he let her taste. Slowly and very gently, Riss slid a hopeful and excited hand under Runs's loincloth, causing his breath to seize in his chest and his eyes to snap open in surprise, to find himself gazing down at Riss, cradling his most sacred treasure in both her hands while looking up at him. I wish to repay the honour you have shown me, my human... Please, let me do this for you, she hissed in a barely audible whisper. Runs had absolutely no idea what she was planning to do, but a look in his eyes told her that he trusted her, and he nodded silently, filling her heart with pure joy. Almost as much joy as getting to touch this beautiful human treasure of his in the first place. His masculine flesh was utterly heavenly. It nestled in her hands perfectly like it belonged there. In her right hand, she gently caressed and rolled the fleshy sack that contained his beautifully swollen and filled balls, making him gasp as he leaned, she leaned down and planted a tender kiss on each one. This is where her cubs would come from, so these two were her most sacred treasures now. This was to be utterly cherished, just like their owner. Kisses and the gentle caresses made blood rush to his manhood, and to her purest delight it quickly began to swell and balloon in size, rising up out of her other hand to fill it, and to peep out of the top. It was about seven inches long and surprisingly thick. Riss utterly relished the way it throbbed like a second heart in her hand, beating out the rhythm of his life and his love for her, for her to revel in like it was sweet music and it was a tune that she one day, very soon, intended to dance to. But for now, 
she was going to have to settle for playing a little flesh flute to make him sing for her. With that little image in her mind, Riss extended a long tongue from her mouth and, like a boa constrictor, wrapped it completely around his manhood, coiling it up and even managing to pull a little hood of skin that protected his most sensitive parts back before swallowing the whole thing in one swift movement. Runs out to jam his near whole hand in his mouth and bite down to stop himself from crying out from the sudden explosion of pleasure and having his most sensitive part scraped along the roof of Riss's mouth right between her fangs. The taste utterly overwhelmed Riss's senses. The purity and strength of such a primal feelings in her, that were set off in her head and her whole body began to respond all on its own. In fact, she very quickly had to adjust her position so that she was sitting on her tail to stop it from breaking out into a happy dance all over again. Once she'd managed to get her tail under control, she continued with her job of pleasuring her beautiful human male. She wanted him to feel every bit as good as he'd made her feel, and she was determined to prove beyond any shadow of a doubt that she could be his everything, just like he'd already become hers. So just like she'd been, just like she'd seen Visa and Ven do for their humans, she began to suck while also using her coiled tongue to pump his manhood. And for a moment she began to wonder if she was doing it right. Well, that was until he released an utterly beautiful little whimper of pure pleasure that made her heart sing like a songbird. She was making her male feel good. For the very first time in her life she was giving pleasure to another living being and it felt utterly incredible. As Riss revelled in both the taste and feel of Runz's manhood sliding in and out of her mouth, not to mention the way it kept twitching and pulsing, the taste was also driving her utterly crazy. A salty liquid kept leaking from the very tip, and the tip of her forked tongue seemed to have turned into a little game of catch the dewdrop by constantly tickling the tip until one leaked out, and then diving into scooping it up letting it coat the whole tongue as it slid down into her throat, and she relished the incredible taste. After only a few minutes, Run's manhood suddenly went as hard as iron inside her mouth, and Riss realised he was getting close. She could also feel his whole body tensing and twisting against her. She steadied him and intensified her sucking, until just as he, she glanced up, and saw Runs jam his whole side of his fist in his mouth to bite down. There was an utter eruption of salty human seed shot straight into her mouth, coating her tongue, fangs, throat after jet after jet of it exploded from him one after the other. Riss swallowed every drop of pure relish. Her tongue pumped every last drop of it from him cleaning him completely before finally letting his manhood slide out of her mouth with a very soft pop. Mmm, tasty, she hissed softly looking up at her utterly confused and adult human. She very gently kissed her way back up his beautiful body until she was face to face with him. Did you enjoy that, my sweet one? she whispered in his ear softly and Runs nodded wordlessly. It was obvious even to her that he was utterly speechless. Good, because now from now on it is my job to make you feel this 
this way every chance I get. Because you are the one I love and my male will always feel like he is in heaven with me. She purred softly in his ear. Slowly she leaned in and kissed him gently, relishing the fact that his tongue dove into her mouth. This time, and to her pure delight and joy, there was zero hesitation or fear in his kiss now. Slowly she rotated her body, pulling him atop her and placing his head at her shoulder. Sleep now, my red-skinned angel, for tomorrow we take you home she said softly, before sleep crept in and claimed them both. In the morning, both of them had a real spring in their step. Visa had once said to her during a quiet moment, there is truly no feeling on earth like waking up to the one you love after a night of passion and seeing not a single shred of regret in their eyes, but just pure love and joy at the simple existence, and she would have been utterly spot on. When Rissa had awoke, she found runs laid out on top of her, gently stroking her scales, and the first words out of his mouth when she'd opened her eyes were, You are the most beautiful creature I ever see in whole life. It had made her heart soar on the breeze like a bird. It felt this good just simply to love someone and to touch them. What was it going to be like to feel truly one with them? All she knew she utterly couldn't wait to find out. So while the team had been out getting ready to move out, Visa fussing like crazy over Seven and Gregory fussing like crazy over Ven, Runs had quickly checked and changed the bandages on both Riss's feet and hands. This intensified the happy rattle in her tail had been playing all morning. No matter how many times she tried to stop it in case it began to annoy the others, Ten seconds after she made a conscious effort to silence it, it simply started back up again. So it seemed that Runs knew exactly what her happy little rattle meant, as well because he kept just kept smiling his radiant smile at her, which made her rattle even more. Soon enough, though, she had to silence it because they were ready to move out, and she had to get her game face on. They were on Runs' home turf now, but the way he described it, it was far from safe. They needed to be alert and on guard, and it most certainly wouldn't do to have her announcing their approach by rattling her happy little ass all the way down the valley. Once Seven strapped himself back into his metal suit and given Visa a final thumbs up to try and put some of the fussing female Chloe's worries to rest, they exited the cave, and Riss instantly had her breath taken from her lungs. This place was utterly beautiful. In the true light of day, they could now see the sheer radiant beauty of Zion, the contrast in the red rocks of the canyon walls, with all the greens and vibrant colours of the canyon floor, was utterly breathtaking. Insects buzzed from plant to plant, seeking nectar and pollen. Birds sang happily to themselves and their flockmates in the trees. Animals wandered carefree among the trees all around them. In this place it was like the war had never happened, and the world was the way it was supposed to be. Runs took the lead, with wrists falling in behind him, as he led them through the branching valley of the canyon floors. She could see how easily it would be to get lost in this place, with endless nature all around you, 
As beautiful as it was, she could also feel and see a distinct danger to it. They passed by a burbling stream which seemed to be coming out of the canyon wall. Both Visa and Ven stopped to take a drink from it as not to waste their water supply and both looked utterly shocked when they tasted it. This is incredible. This water is pure. No radiation or impurities in it at all, Ven exclaimed. Wait, you can taste radiation? Gregory exclaimed and the big claw nodded his large horned head. Yeah, we claws have a very sensitive set of taste buds. Why do you think you taste so good to me, incredibly good to me, my sweet little human? Ven purred softly, looking at his man with a sultry look that Riss knew would make the shy little human blush crimson under his suit. Not what we're talking about, Ven, Gregory stammered and Ven growled softly, grinning at him. Sorry, I just can't resist teasing you. Pity that damn suit of yours blocks all the pretty colours I know you've gone right now. Oh well, more excuse for me to peel it off you inch by inch later on. But in true answer to your question, all claws can taste it. It's so intrinsically ingrained into our DNA at this point, it makes it easy to notice if it's missing. It doesn't exactly have a taste, per se. More like you simply notice if it's not there. Like tasting your food and thinking it's missing something. Something like salt, Ven explained. Gregory nodded in understanding, and rubbed his chin thoughtfully. That could mean the humans that live here, not to mention the wildlife, could be far less mutated than just about anywhere else, then. This place could be instrumental in helping the world recover from this one day. Once the radiation dies down in future generations, scientists could use the DNA of the species here to correct any mutations from all around here. Kind of like an arc of sorts. Is world truly that bad? Runs asked curiously. How far have you gone from Zion before? Seven asked, looking at the young red-skinned man. Just city of dead white men. No further, Run said, and Seven nodded. Thought so. The world out there is incredibly different from what you know here. What you saw in the city is just the surface, Runs. There's a hell of a lot more scary shit out there. The creatures of the world have been changed by the environment and it has created all sorts of things like giant killer hornets or giant scorpions. In short, the world's a fucking scary place. But it's what we have right now to say it could be a lot better, Seven said. This obviously disturbed Runs, who was rather quiet as they continued on up to the trail of the valley. Suddenly he froze up and held a hand up to everyone to stop them. What's up? Seven asked. I hear something he said before dropping to his knees and planting an ear on the ground. He seemed to rotate around a rock he seemed to have his head on, until it slightly lined up with the direction the sound was coming from, and he pointed in that direction. Something large comes from this way. I think it is a group, he said worriedly. Everyone hide. Let's get a look at who's coming, Seven said, and the group quickly scattered into the thick undergrowth. Both claws managed to find a big enough set of trees to hide behind, while Gregory just vanished from sight by crouching down. Seven managed to hide behind a large set of bushes, and both him and Wisp hid behind it. Both Runs and Riz scaled a nearby tree, hiding among the branches. Riz quickly activated her camouflage as she perched herself upon the branch, and she flicked her tongue to try and catch the scent of the oncoming strangers. Very faintly, she caught the scent of human floating on the breeze. 
and this wasn't her own human either. She knew his scent very intimately at this point. Just moments later, a group of eight armed men appeared, and they seemed to be leading two bound and gagged prisoners along with them in the centre of their loose circle. The men were natives just like runs, but unlike runs, they were covered in white paint, especially their legs. These must be the infamous white legs that Runs had spoken of when they'd first met him. Suddenly she heard a soft growl from beside her and her beautiful male. Those two women are from my village, he hissed in a low voice that only Riss heard. Instantly this set Riss's anger surging and her tail began to rattle. This sound the group did catch and they stopped dead begin looking around themselves. Before they even had a chance to blink, Wisp and Seven burst out of the bush, both levelling their weapons at them. Get your fucking hands up and get on the fucking ground. Now! Seven roared, levelling his razor rifle right on the head of the nearest white leg to him. Riss noticed both Visa and Ven moving now as well, and they were moving a lot slower and quieter as they circled around behind the group. So she followed suit, jumping down and closing the gap to the nearest one of them in only a few strides. The man that Seven had his weapon on, trained on, didn't even hesitate. He drew his bowstring and fired at Seven, who simply didn't even flinch as the arrow bounced harmlessly off his power armor with a loud ping noise. Seriously, dude? Well, okay then, Seven said without a shed of pity for the kidnapping fuck, shot him right between the eyes. Riss was honestly shocked by this reaction. She'd seen Seven fight before, but this was basically an execution. The man's head snapped backwards as the laser bored a smoking hole clean through his skull, vaporising his brain as it passed right through, causing his eyes to burn red and into ash, which was taken away by the slight breeze. Anybody else? Seven said, to which all of them drew their bowstrings while aiming at him. This time none of them hesitated. Wiss grabbed the arms of the man nearest to her and struck forward so fast he never even had a chance to flinch before she sank her fangs into his neck and hit him with a full dose of her venom, which caused his eyes to roll right up into his head as he dropped to the ground frothing at the mouth. Riss knew that he'd be dead in less than two minutes after a dose like that. Both Visa and Ven impaled a pair of them from behind with their claws and hoisted them up into the air as the long claws punched right through their chest cavities. To her right, Run struck fast and without mercy, sticking his long obsidian knife right through the throat of the man nearest to him. And that's when Wisp opened up. Before the rest of the group even had a chance to move a muscle, her twin Gatling guns utterly shredded the lot of them, save for the prisoners, who were the only ones left standing, and by the fear written all over their faces, they had absolutely no idea what in the fuck they were witnessing. To his credit, Sev never even hesitated. He strode forwards to them holding his now empty hands up to show them he meant them no harm to the two utterly terrified human females. It's okay. It's all right. We're not going to hurt you, he said softly. But both were utterly terrified and began to back away from him. But both Visa and Ven who had quickly cleared their claws and now secured the pair as they began to scream into their gags. Well, that was until Run stepped out in front of them began to speak to them rapidly in his native tongue as he began to cut their blondes with his obsidian knife. 
Whatever he said to them managed to calm the two young females down. The pair looked no older than their mid-teens, which infuriated Riss, and by the sickened look on the faces of the others in the group, them as well. Didn't take a genius to work out what the men had intended to do with these particular captives. They understand that Hughes is friend and will not hurt them now, Run said finally after they spoke to the pair at length. Was those the white legs of which you spoke, my love? Riss asked and Runs nodded solemnly. Yes, these is evil. They kills my people. Steals our women, defile and kill them if they will not come willingly. Kill our men and our boys without mercy, and defile our dead so they may not know peace and joy of the spirits, Run said bitterly. Don't worry, Runs. We'll put a fucking stop to these bastards. These fucking kidnapping, murdering fucks are going to pay for this. I swear it to you. Seven said in a very dark and aggressive sounding voice which was utterly out of character for him for the most part. The two females were both incredibly scared and stuck close to runs as the group headed back towards their village. They were constantly glancing between the strange group all around them. But to be fair, Riss could understand their fears. It wasn't every day you get saved from re reaping murdering fucks by two death claws, a sentry bot, a snite stalker and a power armoured human. The village was atop a large hill and had a good sight lines all around it. It was hidden from view by a plethora of large trees that encircled it. Risk could smell the humans long before they began to appear out of the bushes and trees. All right, people, friendly faces on and keep your hands out and up so they can see that we mean them no harm. Runs, if you wouldn't mind, please, Seven said, and her beautiful male nodded and as their group stopped dead at the edge of the village wall, which were made up of large logs sunk into the ground to form a barricade all the way around, like the walls of a fort, he walked forwards, taking the two girls with him. Armed men and women came flooding out of the village to surround both the girls and runs. As they did, Riss felt her heart begin to beat faster. Even though she knew these were his people, Riss did not like being, not being able to see her male and it put her very much on edge. Suddenly a huge clawed hand appeared on her shoulder, making her jump out of her scales. Easy, sister. Your human is fine. He is home here. Remember this. We are the strangers in this place. But worry not, he will be back in your arms where he truly belongs before you know it, Lisa said in a very soft voice, which actually made her smile. How did you know what I was thinking? She asked, a little surprised that the big claw had so easily picked up on her fears. Two ways. One, it's exactly how I would be feeling if it was my beloved human up there. And two, she finished by pointing at her tail, which was rattling away worriedly, which gave it all away, really. Suddenly, like a phantom, Runs just appeared right in front of her. Before she knew what the hell was happening... She was utterly surrounded by curious humans, all seemed utterly enthralled by her. Suddenly, out of nowhere, she was being taken by the hands and led forward towards the village by Runs, who was utterly beaming at her. Worry not, my beautiful one. They think that you are spirit, come to protect us, and you bring mighty warriors with you. Please, come, 
You see my home now, he said, and with that the whole group was led towards Run Village like honoured guests. And there we go, ladies and gentlemen, that was chapter 24. So Runs has finally made it home, and now you get to see the village life of Zion. Or, you get to see what the White Legs have been doing in Zion. And there's only one way to find out what they've been up to. You're going to have to tune in next time. So until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you next time.